This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting in our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. On this week's episode, we'll have a look at WorldCoin, the proposed universal basic income that plans to scan all of our eyeballs. How exactly was that received over the last 10 days? We'll also break down the curve hack that has happened this week and a surprising twist to that story. As well as we're going to look at the blockchain and how it could save the poor folk of the financial institutions, ten billion by 2030. My name is Tracy, and this week I'm joined by my co-host Blake. As we rip through the news, there's plenty of it, folks. Hey, Blake, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. Good to be back here. Good to look at the news again. Uh, the market's dumping as we speak. Bitcoin and Ethereum are getting slammed. Uh, do you know what's happening in the market? What's causing this? I don't know. I was hoping you were going to be able to tell me. Why are we having the little drop? Well, of course, there was the curve hack this week. So that's maybe a contributing factor. But also, you know, we've had a lot of positive movement over the last few months. So it could just be the case that, you know, this... This year, local run is uh, running out of steam. Mm, it's evening out somewhat. Okay, well, look, let's get into it and let's have a look at WorldCoin. Many people have been asking the same question. Would you scan your eyes in order to receive what's been touted as universal basic income, an altcoin aptly named WorldCoin? We spoke about this one on the podcast last week as the story broke. Now, Sam Altman is the man behind this and he has a theory, and that is that artificial intelligence will take care of everybody. This is a pretty grand plan, Blake. Yeah, is this everyone or everyone that just scans their eyeball? <laughs> exactly. I haven't done it. Are you doing it? May I'm not sure if I would do that, but there are hundreds and thousands of people lining up around blocks all over the world in order to get their retina scan to get a few of these world coins. Mm. Have you spoken to many people about this? What do you thought? I, I haven't really, but you know, there is a sentiment in the crypto ecosystem that you know it doesn't feel quite right. You know, mm-hmm. that it's not really that well regarded here from an industry point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there's going to be those people out there that believe in the use case of this this project. But um, for me, 
still yet to be convinced, Tracy. Yeah, okay. Well, look, so WorldCoin is in the process of, like you said, onboarding hundreds and thousands, if not millions of people. As of today, there are two million who have been scanned by these orbs in different parts of the world so far. I had a little look, and apparently in Barcelona, you could get some free French fries and a $10 coupon to be used at a store of your choice in the area. So not sure if that's enough for me personally to give up my biometric data. Uh, maybe you could just take the kids and get a few um, you know, free boxes of chips. Yeah, just give my kids biometric data for yeah. some French fries. Now you got to do what you got to do. Mm, not sure about this one. Look, to me, it still feels pretty scammy. And like you said, a lot of other people have said the same thing. Um, but I wanted to ask you today, Blake, about the World or WLD token, which was listed pretty much straight away by all the major exchanges. And there's been a bit of chatter in the trader groups that I'm in about this token, people jumping on there. What do you think? Is this a good investment? Yeah, well, you know, of course, we don't give investment advice here on the Crypto Curious Tracy. However, you know, there are going to be those people that scan their retina in order to get the initial distribution of coins uh, to make a quick buck. Um, but there are going to be that segment of people that believe that, you know, if they do fulfill their mission, you know, their few tokens that they get in exchange for scanning their biometric data may be worth a lot of money one day. So there will be people going long. But no doubt the traders will be having a bit of a field day. It's just the type of project that's going to be volatile. Volatile, um, and that creates opportunity for people. So, um, really, there's there'll be different market participants with different views uh, that are going to contribute to you know how this project performs over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll we'll follow this more and more as more information comes about and what adoption looks like, and um, you know those are going to be driving factors. Crypto does need a form of decentralized ID, uh, but you know how centralized is Worldcoin, for example? You know they hold where are they holding our biometric data? You know how secure is it? And you know how much power do you know these VCs and these founders have you know, over the network? Um, so you know there there are other projects out there that are trying to solve this problem uh, in a very different way. And you know, for example, one way that's being done is you know we we use single sign-on through Google and Microsoft Outlook and, and Apple ID. Um, but there's others building you know a similar thing for Ethereum and other blockchains where you can you know log in. Um, with your zero knowledge ID uh, in order to provide your credentials to different websites in order to gain access. And, you know, maybe this is a better option than, you know, than what we see here, but, you know, time will tell. Let's just see where that one goes. Moving on. Curve is a decentralized exchange and it really is a bit of a darling. It's really well known and decentralized on the Ethereum blockchain. This one was hacked over the weekend, unfortunately, wasn't it, Blake? Mm, Yeah. It's been a pretty big hack. 70 million USD, I think, was originally taken. So Curve relies on smart contracts instead of a middleman and offers financial services such as stablecoin borrowing, trading and lending to users. And unfortunately, there was a bug in the programming language and this allowed a hacker to get involved and looks like about 42 million has been taken. There is a really cool twist to this where some of the money has been returned by a bot. Can you explain this and how it's happened? Yeah, that's right. A white hack operator or a, a, tra- a trade, someone that runs a trading bot on the Curve decentralized exchange has been able to secure and return a portion of the assets back to the Curve project. And they've done this in a very interesting way. It's an arbitrage bot uh, and they usually you know, look for differences in prices between different liquidity pools on Curve and other decentralized exchanges and then trade the differences between those same assets in order to make a little bit of money. Um, and generally, this is a trading strategy 
strategy that's done on all exchanges. But what's interesting about a decentralized exchange is that it's possible to front run. Now, front running is illegal in traditional financial markets, but crypto is a little bit different. And the reason for that is, is because people can publicly see the information um, before a trade is made. And the way this happens is that when you want to make a trade on Ethereum or any other blockchain, it'll be posted to the meme pool. And the meme pool is kind of like a queue, which means your trade is in line against you know, everyone else that's trying to make a trade. And you can set the amount of fees that you want to pay, which will decide how far or how low down that queue you can be, right? And, you know, if one of these trading bots can identify that you're putting a trade on and your fee is quite low, they could put a similar trade on at a higher fee for their trade to go ahead of yours and then sell that crypto back to you. And this happens in, in milliseconds, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all automated through these trading bots. What's also interesting about decentralized exchanges is that you can manage the slippage of your trade. Now, an example of that is if there's not very much liquidity uh, on the platform, you can set you know, the, the slippage to 2%. That means that you know, if there's not much liquidity, if there's too much slippage in the order book, uh, it'll only tolerate up to 2%. Otherwise, the trade won't go through. Potentially, those hackers that you know, are trying to get tens of millions of dollars out of an exchange, they're going to put the slippage down at 20 30 50%, right? right. right? Yep, yep. And this creates an opportunity for someone else to come in and then buy up that slippage almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and then create an arbitrage opportunity between themselves, knowing that this volume's coming into the market. So this is what's happened with this particular incident? I'm not sure. This is some of the strategies that these bots use. I'm not sure which one they did use, but it is a bot that uses this sort of data and these sorts of algorithms in order to make your arbitrage opportunities on the decentralized exchange and within uh, individual liquidity pools on these decentralized exchanges. What we do know, though, since this hack is that this person that's come forward, and you mentioned the name was like Coffee Babe. Yeah, Coffee Babe. .eth. Um, and they have since given the the money back. $5.7 million of the, the $70 million. Or, but it looks like you know, the vulnerability in the coding language took advantage of a few different liquidity pools on the right. platform. Okay. Right. And who is this person? You know, often people with these sorts of trading bots are hedge funds. Um, but it could just be someone that's, you know, supportive of the, the Curve platform, has been involved in the project, or it could just be an individual punter, you know, that, that wants to do the right thing here because he knows maybe you know, he's been a victim of, of scams previously. So, yeah, it's really great to see this sort of behaviour with inside the ecosystem, mm. um, supporting other market participants. And what does it say about Curve and their vulnerabilities when they can, you know, allow a hack like this to happen? Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, sometimes these platforms have insurance funds just for this purpose. I'm not sure if Curve do or not. Um, however, you know, the more vulnerabilities that are detected, that are taken advantage of and don't result in the platform going under, mm-hmm. the stronger they become and they stand the test of time. So what we want to see is you know, them responding to this um, and making sure that they understand how the vulnerability came about and making sure that you know, hopefully no more vulnerabilities moving forward. But we, this is the risk of participating in this sector with decentralized exchanges, the technology is early Mm. uh, and there's bounties up there for hackers to take advantage of uh, worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. So 
they are going to try to take advantage of them. And I think this is really stress testing mm. uh, your curve and, and the rest of the ecosystem. So one day this is uh, seamless and it just all works in the background and it's extremely robust. Well, let's hope, like you said, that these stress tests do just make it stronger in, in the long run. Moving on to our next story, blockchain could save the financial institutions $10 billion by 2030. And I put this one in here because I thought this was a really interesting story that's come out this week just to show, you know, the stark change in opinions that's happened over the last three to four, even the last 10 years. But according to a survey conducted by Ripple and the United States Faster Payment Council, the survey showed that 97% of financial professionals believe that blockchain will play a crucial role in facilitating faster payment systems within the next three years. There doesn't really seem to be too much substance here. I doubt that, you know, there's going to be a massive impact from blockchain in the next three years. We know how slow banks uh, move and, you know, creating $10 billion of efficiencies may or may not happen. We can certainly see that the banks are moving in that direction to, mm-hmm. to leverage this technology. And that was, I think, always going to be the case, Tracy. You know, this technology creates efficiencies, particularly around remittance and transferring value. And there's, there's a business case. These organizations, they're for-profit business and they're going to pick up technologies that are able to increase their profit margins and of course they're going to use blockchain. Are they going to use Ripple? Debatable. You know, what we're really seeing here is banks developing their own chains or forking Ethereum or, or partnering with some of the other layer one blockchains in order to fork them and make them private networks mm-hmm. uh, and then transferring them that way. So there's more to see here and I think we're going to see more and more business cases come out um, from pilots that, that these banks are doing and, and whether they can take center market in the next three years is something to be seen. Well, overall, the shift attitudes of the banking sector towards blockchain and crypto definitely reflect the ongoing transformation of this financial industry, which is all in all a thumbs up and a really good sign for us, I think. All right. Now, this is an exciting segment, Tracy. Yes, we're all very excited for this one. The Ashes is over, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and for all you cricket fans out there. And Aussies, we did win in what was a very close call this year. And it certainly had some feeling in it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think the Poms were incredibly happy. Sorry to any Poms listening right now. But we are excited here because Steve Smith had a exciting performance this year. He certainly was instrumental in retaining the Ashes. And we are a very big fan of Steve Smith. Some more great news for Steve. He's not just one of the world's most celebrated modern cricketers, but also a brand ambassador for us here at Bamboo. And Steve is set to launch his very first NFT series later this month, Blake. Yeah, that's right. So Steve Smith, you know, one of the greatest cricketers of all time, um, is releasing a masterpiece innings collection, uh, which is an innovative digital art collection that features six artworks, each showcasing a notable moment from the ashes where Steve's brilliance was cemented in sporting history. Uh, So this is a limited edition release, will no doubt captivate cricket enthusiasts, art lovers and digital collectors all over the world. And I think there's, uh, did you say there's going to be 600 of them, Tracy? Yeah, that's it. So 600 of those which go on sale uh, on the 16th of August. Those ones will be available via their partnership collab with Glorious. So we'll put a link in the show notes below. We'll also put some details in our Facebook group, the Crypto Curious. So jump in there. We've had a sneak peek. They look amazing, really similar to a lot of that uh, cricket memorabilia that you see um, up for sale, but way better. But again, only 600 of those in this first one. I believe there's some more to come. But yeah, if you're interested, then please check out the link below. Time for a break. And when we get back, our short, sharp news bites. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. When we're looking at the news over the past seven days, there was a lot of news centred around regulatory and law news all over the world. So I've popped it all together and I'm going to give you a readout now. It covers lots of different sectors all over the world, starting with Canada, who's proposing new capital rules for crypto holdings, aiming to simplify institutions' approach to perceived crypto risks. The Indian Supreme Court is pushing for clear crypto regulations and asking the government to report on its capability to set up a federal agency for investigating crypto-related crimes. Meanwhile, in Japan, blockchain associations are urging its government to revise the taxation regime for virtual currencies to promote domestic growth in the Web3 sector. There's also been a notable development in the US, Blake. That's right, Trace. In the US, Senator Elizabeth Warren has reintroduced a crypto bill with backing from the Banking Policy Group. No surprises here. Uh, The Banking Policy Institute BPI is um, lobbying, you know, senators and politicians in order to get this bill through, which restricts the use of of digital assets under an AML or anti-money laundering laws. And we're going to see a lot more of this. You know, there's a lot of interest groups that don't want to see crypto get up because it it, it creeps on their business model. Mm -hmm. First of many, and uh, hopefully this gets shot down. They can't get enough support for this to get across the line. But um, this this is what's happening. Yeah, and it's Elizabeth Warren. And we know she goes hard, so we'll see. Staying uh, in the US with lawmaking, but this time some positive news. The US House Committee has passed the Keep Your Coins Act to protect right to self-custody crypto. The bill sponsored by Rep Warren Davidson said that this would ensure that consumers are allowed to maintain custody of their digital assets in self-hosted wallets. So this was announced early this year and it has now been passed. Oh, fantastic. That's Mm, great news. That is good news. This is really quite important, I think. So yeah, no, great to see Next up, the SEC has charged Richard Hart, who is a flamboyant billionaire and the founder of projects Pulse Chain, Pulse X, and Hex. So, allegedly, it conducted unregistered securities sale through his ICOs, and these offerings have raised more than a billion dollars. Now, the SEC are unhappy with uh, Richard also for your staking returns up to 38% per annum, which is you know, off the Richter. That is the most I've heard. Yeah, in, yeah. in the regular you know, financial sector and you know seems to 
you know, potentially, uh, I'm not sure if they were able to maintain those sorts of returns, but certainly promoting those um, feels a, a little bit iffy, particularly to the retail market. Mm. So Richard Hart and Pulse Chain are also facing charges for allegedly using $12 million of funds to purchase a 555-carat black diamond. Wow. Yes. A bit of bling. Yeah, a bit of bling. I'm not sure what he's done with the diamond, but I'm sure it will pop up in one of his YouTube videos that are always quite fun. So more to see here, you know, the SEC uh, is scrounging from money from Congress. Uh, and you know, Richard Hart has a lot of cash. You know, he'll be able to fight this. So this will be in court for years, I would suggest. Moving out of law and legislation, PancakeSwap, which is a decentralised exchange working on the BNB network, has now upgraded to version three using ZK Snarks, Blake. Mm, that's right. So PancakeSwap is kind of the equivalent of Uniswap, but it's on the Binance blockchain. And it's a decentralised exchange that's been forked. And what we mean by fork is because your know, blockchains are open source, where anyone can see the code, uh, projects can copy the blockchain and copy the code base for the exchange and run it themselves. Um, but what that means is that they can benefit from development that happens on Ethereum. Ethereum has one of the biggest developer networks and developer activity, and there's a lot of innovation happening on Ethereum. And that means, you know, Binance can take advantage of this on their blockchain and within their, you know, decentralized exchange. You know, and the ZK era, which stands for Zero Knowledge Technology, has lots of benefits. You know, the security benefits, the scalability, just makes sense that they're upgrading you know, their exchange to incorporate this technology in the same way that Uniswap did to their version three. It's great to see this industry continue to innovate and continue to incorporate better technology um, and evolve. Nice work, PancakeSwap. What's up next? All right, Uber CEO has announced that they're going to start accepting Bitcoin awesome. Ethereum as payments at some point in time. Now, this is incredible to see a company that's you know, in dozens of countries all around the world, hoarding innovation, incorporating cryptocurrency for payments. I'm not sure how this is actually going to be administered. I suspect that you'll get a QR code come up on, on a screen and you'd use the Lightning Network on Bitcoin and maybe one of the layer twos on Ethereum in order for the payment to be processed quickly and efficiently and with low payment processing fees. But you know, it's great to see you know, these multinationals incorporate this technology and it could be a bit of a domino effect you know if we see uber um, we could see your know, others start to incorporate it and you know this is really contributes to the network effect of these um these these blockchains yeah absolutely big news there and that's it folks for our news this week always think it's going to be light on but it ends up being some massive news ending there with uber thanks for joining us hope you join us again next week make sure you do subscribe wherever you are listening to us or join us in the facebook community we've also got a brand new crypto curious instagram page so make sure you follow along there or reach out by podcast at getbamboo.io and uh, we'll see you again next week thanks for joining bye for now See you guys. See you next week. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. 
Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.